Hello and welcome to Dunktown, the podcast where we learn about basketball one game at a time. I'm Anastasia. And I'm Agata. And today we have an extra special guest. You know Returning him, guest. Returning guest. <laughs> <laughs> you know him as the king of NBA Twitter from Yahoo Sports and the creator of Legends of Chamberlain Heights. It's Josiah Johnson. I'm Yay. glad to be back and just got to tell you guys again that top notch with the, the opening music. Every time I hear it, I get excited. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's so nice. Shout out Usually, to Andrew. I mean, the production is honestly, you guys have the production on point with everything. So. You're Thank you're you. so kind. Um, <laughs> we, you know, last time you were on the show seems like a lifetime ago, and we had butter beer, and yeah, we got you drunk on butter beer. <laughs> I got lit off the butter beer. That's honestly, I don't drink much. I was definitely lit off that. I was like, oh, it was a nice buzz, but I felt like Harry Potter, so it was gone, Greg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's an innocent buzz. <laughs> God. All of our everything that all of our problems back then seemed so minuscule, right? <laughs> Just butter beer, drinking drinking a little too much butter beer. <laughs> um, better times. Yeah, well, debatable. Not much but, better. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> Interestingly enough, yeah, it was, yeah. How are you hanging in there? Yeah, how's quarantine? Uh, honestly, I just feel like a lot of people haven't been social distancing and quarantining, so it's a little insulting now for all of us who have been. Totally. So, I, you know, I got I got two kids, so we've been making sure that we, uh, you know, don't do much, go to the store, do whatever, but also experience a lot of nature and like go to parks and the beach and the oceans and stuff, but keep the distance, make sure nobody's sneezing or, or breathing on each other. But <laughs> yeah. for me, it's been great. Like, family's gotten a lot closer, been able to do a lot of, you know, work on the writing side. I was trying to grow my James Harden beard and get my mustache to touch, so... <laughs> Looks good. Thank you. (laughs) Were your kids in school before? Did they have to get out of school? So I got a three-year-old and a one-year-old. So the three-year-old was, uh, he was doing like, yeah, basically like daycare, preschool type stuff. Mm -hmm. And the one-year-old was getting ready to start. So honestly, we were about to be kind of liberated and have them in a flow of going to class. But uh, then then obviously the Rona came through and it's been great. They don't know any different. They know mom and dad are home all the time. So for them, it's awesome. Yeah, oh, that, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because I think kids that young, they don't really understand what's going on, but they just know that their parents are around. So exactly. they're loving it. <laughs> that's great. Um, cool. So we, we would love to know your thoughts uh, on the bubble kind of in general or just the restart of the season. We've talked on the show a lot about how we think it's a bad idea. We're curious to know what you think. I think I've been super vocal about, you know, Anytime you send, you know, the best that the NBA has to offer and send them to Florida, nothing really good can come of it. I mean, that's just a, a state that just doesn't have their shit together. It's really, you know, you know record high cases every day. You've seen yeah. all the people at the beach, not social distancing, kind of scoffing yeah. in the face of wearing masks. So now let's send LeBron and Giannis and Kawhi and all these great players there and, you know, just see what happens. Put them in, in Disney World, no less. Like, the, mm-hmm. you know, so... I haven't been super, but it's like, look, these guys, they, they want to make money. They want to keep playing. I understand the ramifications of them not going. So I'm, I'm very supportive of everybody who wants to go. I just hope that the NBA can keep them safe. I think now that they're there, it's kind of like, you know, AAU summer camp type of feel, which is, you know, I think it's during the honeymoon phase of that. So they just got there. They're kind of exploring. Everything is is new and exciting. But curious to see as the weeks go and the months go, go by, you know, if they get a little steer crazy or, or you know, how those things play out. I've seen a lot of those rooms. And believe me, not to knock, you know, anything, but these guys were, you know, used to living a certain way and now they've got to go, you know, live like kind of the rest of us. So I'm curious to see how that, that pans out over the next couple months. 
right? Yeah. Like after a month, like the novelty wears off, and exactly. they're like, oh, I'm here still. Like, missing How do you families. deal with housekeeping? Guys are, you know, guys are doing whatever they like to do, whether that be smoking or whatever, or whatever. Just like, totally. You know, how, how's all that stuff getting managed? You know, are the rooms getting cleaned every day? You know, <laughs> what kind of contraband is being discovered? That just feels like, <laughs> you know, what's getting snuck into the bubble? Is, is it like Shawshank yeah. and they got to go? You know, you got to go through red to get everything in. Like, what's, what's really going down? I want to help. They got to worry about the, like, snitch hotline, too. Yeah. So, you know. So I, I mean, you know, I would be this, scared. All this crazy stuff. All this crazy shit going on. Who knows? <laughs> who's going to be snitch first? I want to know who's, who's blowing that hotline up. Right. Well, yeah. And it's like, I mean, anyone who uses it and then they find out about it later is going to get, you know, laughed out of the NBA. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I don't know, like, cause it's like, if somebody's doing like horrible things that are endangering everyone else, like, uh, yeah, it's just a lose, lose either way. Yeah, for there's sure. no way, no. there's no way all those dudes are going to, you know, follow all those rules for that amount of time. It's just impossible. Not at all. I mean, you know, somebody, the, the Lopez, the Lopez twins or somebody sneaking into the park, hitting <laughs> up the teacups, hitting up Splash Mountain. <laughs> Splash yeah. and Space Mountain. I, I love both those rides. I always get them confused, but well, Splash, you, got, you get all wet. You get exactly. all wet. Um, I actually we went saw. To- I saw Kobe at Space Mountain one time when I went, <laughs> and he was there with his daughter, and they like shut down the line so they could jump on, and we could just see them from afar. It's pretty That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seems like oh, someday I'd love to be that famous where I could just walk up and shut down a Disneyland ride. Dreams. We went to Disneyland in February, which feels like lifetimes ago and uh, now kind of scary thinking that it was February and we were in a I crowd know. of people. <laughs> it was the, it was the end of February, which like was before people were like freaking out, but it was already like. It, it was, was already a thing. In, it was a thing in China, and it already like arrived. But uh, yeah, it's crazy but to think about. I have to say, I've never, I've never really liked Space Mountain until that trip because we sat in the front, and it oh, was yeah. so amazing. Like that, that I'm a believer now. I love that ride. <laughs> it's it's fun. It's like a laser light show and a roller coaster <laughs> combined into but one. But don't, don't sit in the front of Splash Mountain because you will get soaked completely. <laughs> there, yeah, there's no point to that ride. It's, it's just like a big letdown. It sets you up and you're kind of going through the world and like, ooh, but you know what's coming. And it's like, I'm going to get, I'm going to get wet with this like shitty Disney water that's just like recycled. Right. I mean, if you just think about all the people that, that do whatever and throw whatever in that water, like I'm a germaphobe as it is. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm and with you. Um, they announced that they're going to redo the theme of it to make it, I think, Princess and the Frog instead uh-huh. of Song of the South, which is what it is right now. I mean, honestly, Song of the South is a banger. So no, I'm just kidding. Like, <laughs> yeah, get that shit out of here. I, I was surprised that they made it Song of the South in like 89. I thought that was a different ride. Splash I, Mountain. It, oh, okay. I thought, it's I thought Br'er it was Rabbit. That, oh, interesting. Okay. I thought it was that other train ride that they have. Um, Thunder Mountain Railroad. Yeah. Didn't know. they get rid of that? I haven't been in a while. I used to go yeah. to this, they had this like barbecue spot like off of Thunder Mountain, like Thunder Ranch Barbecue or something yeah. like that. It was like low-key the That's best ever. It was all you can eat. Yeah, I know. Then they oh, shut man. it down. So I really just had no desire to go back. 
Yeah, that that's where they put this Star Wars land. Yeah, yeah. I know when I heard that, it kind of just really <laughs> dampened my spirit because that barbecue used to really hit and it was all you can eat. It was so good. I ha- I've had I'm it. I'm a value guy. I'm a big value guy. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not going to find a lot of that at Disney World or Disneyland. And, yeah. And this is what I'm saying. It's the only, it's like literally in the cut. It used to be in the crevice. Like it's the only place you could find good value at Disneyland. I'm with you. RIP to that spot. <laughs> we had to make room for all the stormtroopers. Yeah. Hopefully there's like a Star Wars comparable, like all you can eat restaurant. I don't know what they would serve no. there, but I'm, I'm just a big it's fan like, of all you can eat. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of a Star Wars animal. Uh, Ewok. Jabba the Hutt. It, it, it's an Ewok barbecue spot now. Uh, I They're think just barbecuing Ewoks and serving them up. I think they know better than to open an all-you-can-eat restaurant. You know, like they—they uh, they were. I'm sure they were happy to shut that down. Honestly, there's a lot of things that have gotten ruined. I always forget. Like I keep thinking, like I want to go back to Vegas someday and see Britney or Gwen Stefani or Lionel Richie or somebody. And but then yes. I forget. Like wait, they're not going to have buffets, so that's kind of that's like 85 percent of the reason I go. So <laughs> I don't know if I'm ever going back. I heard that they opened a buffet in vegas i don't Ugh. remember the details but somebody was talking about it i think on a podcast which is that's a horrible idea especially right at this second in time but yeah can you imagine I mean, touching a ladle after someone else you just, like, you just said you were a germaphobe josiah and you're into buffets isn't that like except for buff- but see this is the thing if i don't think about it when i'm there i know like the quality's not great like the crab legs sometimes depending on what, what caliber buffet you go to like you know they're not all created yeah equal. There's like a tiny bit of crab meat that you're like digging for. I, yeah. It's like the janky ones that are just like slopped together. You care yeah. nobody gives anything about life and they've just been sneezed on and, and you know, iodine to death. But yeah, yeah it's weird. I am a germaphobe. But when it comes to buffets, I literally just throw that out the window because I'm a, a, a fan of a fruit. I'm frugal and I like quality. So at a good price. That, I it's mean, understandable. Yeah. Uh, it is. <laughs> Um, but, our, but soup plantation went out of business, which I feel like is a sentence that should have been said like a hundred years ago. That should have been, yeah, <laughs> so long ago. Like, Why was that still a thing? I have no soup, idea. That was my jam back. I mean, honestly, <laughs> yeah. I've been in soup plantation probably in the last like year, but really, for va- maximum value salads, I, great cornbread, or actually <laughs> mediocre cornbread, but they always give you a nice like pasta option. Mm-hmm. The soups. Oof. But another good point, people probably are sneezing in that soup constantly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if they sneeze in the soup, you're not going to tell anybody, right? If somebody didn't see you, you don't want to embarrass yourself. So now everybody else has to deal with it. Right, exactly. <laughs> Man. So uh, I feel like since, you know, we've all been stuck inside, Twitter has been just wild. It just so fast, nonstop <laughs> movement. How are you hanging in there Twitter-wise? Uh, honestly, I've been trying to just, you know, trying to get the jokes out, keep people in a good mood, but also, you know, take all the serious stuff going on in the world to really address that and kind of use my brand of satire and humor to call attention to what I feel like is a lot of performative stuff versus the stuff that's authentic and genuine, whether it be corporations or people or whatever it may be. So, you know, like you got to figure out a way life finds a way. It's funny, like back in March, I believe when this first happened, I kind of tweeted like, yo, you know, now we're going to really see who, who, who's, who's capable of doing what. And a lot of people took offense to it. But it's just like, look, you guys, you know, we're all kind of the same playing field. We don't have sports now. So who's going to be able to still create content and keep people entertained and keep people, you know, literally kind of, you know, excited as, or happy as possible through all the, the crazy shit going on in the world. So I think I've been able to kind of help do that, help lighten the mood, keep people, you know, abreast of everything going on in the world, but do it with, a, you know, some humor and some comedy attached to it to just 
make people laugh for even for a couple seconds a day because obviously when you look outside the whole world is fucked so yeah you've been doing yeah. a great job i feel like you're putting out so much stuff which is amazing I feel like there are times when I'm like, I can't even handle social media right now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I am impressed. Um, I appreciate you. But yeah, you're always hilarious too, which is so appreciated right now. Yeah. We we kind of try to do the same thing with this show, although it's like we want it to, we want to address important, serious things, but we also want people to still have like a fun show to listen to. So have some you know. entertainment. Yeah. Exactly. I've been out here getting it, getting them flares out and getting it going. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, Let's get into some of the news. How about it? Let's do it. Okay. So, uh, so much happens in a week and we wrap it up in a tidy little segment called Previously on Basketball. Previously on Basketball. That was for me. Vanderpump. (laughs) 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 All right. Players arrive in Orlando and we get our first peek into the bubble. Patty Mills and Dwight Howard pledge to donate their salaries from Orlando Games to charity. Kyrie Irving produces TV special hashtag say her name justice for Breonna Taylor. COVID profiteer slash appointed Senator Kelly Loeffler won't sell her share in the Atlanta Dream after players rebuke her comments against Black Lives Matter. Senator Josh Hawley criticizes NBA's political messaging. Woj responds with an (laughs) F-bomb. Oh, Woj, the hero of the moment. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was very funny. <laughs> Let's look at it. What is about that life? Oh, please. <laughs> oh, my God. That's it. The, the whole content of his response was, <laughs> fuck you. That's it. <laughs> if you, but the funniest thing to me about this whole thing is that they literally took a, took a gra- screen grab of it, right? Tweeted it, and then like tagged Clay Travis's site. It's like, that's going to be the smoking gun. Like, at any time, <laughs> point, you have to tag Clay Travis. Like, it's a shit. Like... <laughs> Probably, it's probably not about you're not gonna get the support that i think you're looking for so i mean but it's funny to see that side jump on Woj, and literally they're looking at Woj like wait we thought you were one of us like we thought you were one of ours and little do they not know that Woj is really about that life so uh, since, I, since Woj can't say it i'll say it fuck you Josh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean i saw that he put out an apology which you know nobody needed that you don't have to apologize I was you disrespectful know, and made a regrettable mistake. No, you didn't. <laughs> Fuck that guy. But you know what's great about this? He didn't even write any words, you know, like on a tweet so that it's, it's saved or documented. It's literally this image. <laughs> and, and that's ultimately like another fuck you from Woj. If you really look at the deeper context and meaning of it. <laughs> yeah. But even the way he's writing the thing, like, you know, you know, he doesn't mean any of this shit. I mean, this, I think this was very clearly written by like a PR person. At ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ESPN. Sh- I mean, I understand why they wanted him to apologize, why they made him apologize, but yeah. I'm glad it was leaked. <laughs> I'm just going to say are. that. Yeah. yeah. And I, I do wish that it was in the notes app, but you know, we take what we can get. 
I mean, Roach had to be rock that fine line. I'm sure, like, you can even look at the graphic that they put up. I'm sure ESPN made that and forcing them to do it. Yeah. And, right. you know, I think that's one of those things, the higher-ups who are squares, who, again, with, like, you know what I'm saying, performative shit earlier, who For are the sure. performative types. Like, oh, Black Lives Matter, while, you know, we don't care about Black Lives. So, right. you know, I'm thankful that I have a platform where I can say where I want to fucking say, so... I'll tell Same that here. Fucking, Same. Man, fuck you, We're Josh Alley. I don't have no problem saying that. Like, <laughs> We're independent. We can say anything we want on this show. Yeah, we'll, fuck we'll, you, we'll say it for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Woj always seemed cool, but I'm glad it was like proven. <laughs> for sure. So um, um, I just I wanted to mention Kelly Loeffler right now is a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I loved also, you know, all of the WNBA players speaking out. I'm glad they did. And I know it's hard, especially for players on the dream. But, you know, it's this. These are not times to hold your tongue. And I'm glad people were speaking out about it. But she like she won't leave. She won't leave her or she won't sell her share. Yeah. (laughs) Even though they don't want her. I mean, I think it's just embarrassing, you know, the, the insider trading stuff when kind of the, the Rona was first getting announced and that whole shady shit she did and got off for. And, yeah. You know, yeah. just her utter. I mean, but I think you're seeing a bigger picture. And that's what I was saying before with the performative shit, like in corporations and at the corporate level where this is how, you know, they treat black people. This is how they view black people. They literally will make money off black people, but not make money with black people. It's just, you know, there's a lot of shit systemically that's been going on that I'm glad it's now, you know, people are seeing and, and it's really opening their eyes because for so long, they haven't really understood, you know, what were the barriers and the issues in place was when you have people like her that, that literally are in power and now are allowed to control policy and create laws. I mean, it's just like it's, it's a scary situation when you know she doesn't give a shit about anybody except herself. For sure. literally making deals under the table after she found out that the fucking world was fucked. And mm-hmm. now, you know, here we are in July. And, I, you know, I saw all these things about all these billionaires that have increased their wealth, you know, exponentially since this whole shit went down. Mm-hmm. It's just honestly, it's disgusting and sad. And we, we look at this country. I think we pretend like we're this this great nation. But, you know, you see it's funny, like everybody's so for capitalism until there's some shit that goes down. Then we turn into socialists real quick and now <laughs> it's handouts and everybody gets a bag. And, you know, you know, what I mean, so it's just funny to see, you know, the main people that'll that'll call somebody a socialist or try and talk some shit. But then when there's a pandemic or unemployment, then it's like, oh, wait, where's our free handout? It's like, you know, okay, then it's okay. Wait, I get it now. So you just see that the rules and the goalposts always shift. So I don't know. That's just my my short way of saying that the world is fucked right now. (laughs) I I agree with you. Yeah. I I think a a lot of people's mindset has changed like dramatically since this started because people are seeing that the government doesn't give a shit about them and they're kind of left to you know, take care of themselves in a world where you're supposed to be working, but you can't be around other people. And like so many people are fucked. Um, and I think, yeah, people are, people are turning on capitalism. Finally. We'll yeah. see where that goes down the road. I mean, like, look, I'm not a, like anti-capitalist or whatever. I understand the value of it, but there also comes a point where it's like, even look at like the NBA, like everybody loves capitalism, right? Until it's time to pay black men what they're worth. They're like, we need socialism. We need a salary cap. And we need all this shit that's un-American because I need my favorite team to be competitive. Mm-hmm. But it's like, that's not how the world works. That's not how this country works, right? Everybody does, doesn't get to be successful. But it's just funny how that, that line gets skewed and blurred. And it's okay if, if, you know, it's okay to be a socialist if it's talking about your favorite team or it's a pandemic. But, 
you know, then, oh, when it's not, then, hey, we're going we're gonna to fuck people over and make as much money as we can. So there was a good um, I actually don't remember what it was. Maybe the New York Times or Washington Post put out this video. It was a opinion piece about how the NBA is actually a model that we should be putting on all people like why not have salary caps in the United States in general? Like there, there was a whole bunch of stuff in there that I'm, I'll, we'll just put a link in the, in the sure. description of this episode because I'm actually not going to do it justice, but it was really interesting because it was like, why are we doing this to NBA players, but not doing this to like the wealthiest people in this country? It was a very interesting question. And um, I highly recommend everyone watch that video. Yeah, like don't get me wrong. I'm all for people getting getting their bag and getting all that thing, but there comes a point where like, how much money does Jeff Bezos really need? Exactly. And at what point can you now like, you know, you're doing that, but you won't give your employees masks, and they gotta like, you know, strike and do. It's just like how how, I think. But for me, it's like I hope people that are kind of at that lower level that understand what this world is about and how these people at the top don't give a fucking shit about them. They'll gladly see them die to put some money in their pocket. And I think, you know, at some point you got to have a heart and like look in the mirror. Like this is like people's lives that we're fucking talking about. When you're talking about reopening the country or opening schools, you're literally just saying like, Hey, you know, we're going to sacrifice millions of people because Hey, the flu does it or Hey, whatever does it. And it's like, yeah, but this thing is in addition to the flu. It's in addition to all this stuff. It's not like the Rona came and then all the other things just went away. So just to see the kind of whole tone and people, it's even crazy now to see people that were like anti-wearing masks. Like I saw some meme, I don't know if it was true or not, on Twitter, but it was this guy who was like anti-wearing masks that they showed like the past four months and now he's literally dead, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, you know, but it's like, I'm not wearing a mask, like, you know, and I don't know if it's true or whatever, you know, I haven't checked the veracity of the tweet, but I checked it's, it. It's I, true. I, went, it's true. I went to his Facebook and read all of his yeah. Facebook posts and I he was too. just like, he was like a normal ass guy who did a little Twitch streaming and stuff. Like, I don't want to blame individuals for going to restaurants and not wearing masks, even though everybody, please don't go to restaurants and please wear masks. <laughs> but but really, it's like a leadership problem, right? If we had leadership who could be a good example and actually give us good information, like, this would be an entirely different situation, right? Yeah. Because that guy wouldn't be spouting about that otherwise. Yeah. All right, let's let's watch a clip from uh, Kyrie's special about justice for Breonna Taylor. This is a great point to make of us finding solutions on how to be better moving forward to bring more light to things like this and to I don't even want to say things to human life. Our black women, they are the they are literally spiritual goddesses that have birthed all of us 300,000 years ago. And here we are fighting against the justice system that can't even identify her or give her enough light of day to know that her name matters just as much as George Floyd. He's right. I'm glad that he's, you know, shining a spotlight on her and her killers are still walking free and it's horrifying. And, you know, um, I think specifically with her, I think it's like her death has been treated differently than a lot of other deaths. And, um, I'm glad that he's, you know, using his position of power to make people pay attention to it. Agreed. Yeah, 
I think, you know, we, we, we kind of, you know, joke about Kyrie a lot with like the flat earth or the other type of stuff. But I think as we have to keep the same energy when he's doing stuff like this, that that's great for the community and using his voice. And, you know, Kyrie's a great dude, obviously uses his platform to raise awareness to social injustices. So what he was able to do even with producing that show. And for me, it's great to see guys like himself, LeBron, you know, Steph, these other, you know, other guys that are now using their platform to create companies to produce content that really gives back and shines a light on situations going on in the world that need to be addressed. So, uh, so I give, give Kyrie endless amount of daps for that. And I think, uh, you know, what, he, what he's doing is very special. Yeah, agree. For sure. It's exciting that these guys are becoming media makers because it's like they're able to use their wealth to give voices to people who currently don't have voices, which is like amazing. Um, for sure. All right, are you guys ready to get inside the bubble? <laughs> let's get let's get in the bubble, please. Was that the sound? <laughs> Can you play it again, Gabe? <laughs> Was that a bubble popping? Is that is that? Hold on, wait. Are right, you guys gonna record this? I'll give you one in the bubble. Nice. Just, just use that one. <laughs> oh, that, that's good. We should we should throw that in with the bubble okay. noise. Or if you can still sound from, sound from Bubble Boy, I don't. I'd have to pull the movie up to. Re- but anything from Bubble Boy, like I'm a Bubble Boy, or something. If he says that, but I think oh that my would god, work that's, that's good. Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, you guys, the soundboard. Obviously, I know people at home can't see this, but the soundboard is one of the most phenomenal things. Like after the show, I'm going to get info on it because I'm trying to start a podcast in the near future, and yes. I think that's what. Take it to the next level, putting bringing the memes and all that stuff into the actual pod, into even if it's audio, video, whatever it may be. Honestly, I'm like, yo, I'm very amazed. I'm sitting here just looking at all the stuff going on. Like it's this is like Gabe. elite. It's yeah, Gabe's, Gabe's built, producer Gabe genius. It. Yeah, I can get you set up on this thing. No problem. Gabe, you're, I mean, I'm already just kind of you know soaking everything in, bro. But this stuff is you know you got the teams, <laughs> you got the clips. I'm looking like all right, I know where we're going now. Like this is literally like I got like the. You know, you pull the curtain up and I see what's going on, but I got a background in production entertainment, obviously. So when I see stuff that's efficient and organized like this, it's just like, yeah, there's no wonder that your guy's show is killing like it's killing, like as good as it is. Thank you. I do feel bad. I wish I had put more time into the bubble drop, but. (laughs) Well, now we have Josiah. (laughs) Now we can play that. In the bubble. (laughs) Perfect. So perfect. All right, let's get into the bubble. Um. That drop is so funny. Oh, should we? I haven't even seen this photo. I heard everyone talking about Joel Embiid, uh, but let's let's look at Joel in his hazmat suit. <laughs> Joel arrived in like a one piece sort of like white jumper. <laughs> I don't know if this counts as a hazmat suit. Okay, it's more I, of like coveralls. <laughs> yeah, I heard people talking about this, but I. I was expecting like, you know, like a full body covering. This looks like something you would see like on the runway. <laughs> like I would wear this like on a casual outing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, those 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 pants are super schmedium. He needs to get the that's why you see but why tall men can't wear onesies. I own literally <laughs> own one onesie that I had to spend like hours and hours finding. I had to go to this like, obscure b- boutique shop in LA and drop an arm and a leg, but you see why big, and then like, I know getting in and getting out of it is literally an ordeal. It's literally like 10, 15 minutes. Can you imagine to, to him yeah. having to go to the bathroom? And then honestly, you fall down and you can do it, but then you have to worry about like excess drippage, you know, as <laughs> yeah. a man. And then, you, and then, I mean, getting into the, you know, it's like, it's just, you know, depending on your shake level. <laughs> do you walk up to the urinal and unzip halfway? 
<laughs> yeah, but then you don't want it to hit like any part of the bowl, right? Obviously, right. And any residual like dried up pee pee water or whatever, like anything on the bowl. <laughs> it's so just a funny. Back, it's a funny finished, visual. It's, it's a funny so visual funny. of walking into the bathroom and seeing Joel Embiid like half undressed at the <laughs> urinal. Um, but I agree. I, with, I mean, with I, the hazmat. I, I, <laughs> Yeah, I wear overalls or like jumpsuits and it's it's annoying to pee for sure. Um, you kind of have to take almost the entire thing off for women at least. Um, don't recommend it. All right, let's talk about Patty Mills. Let's see this photo. <laughs> okay, this he is iconic. He brought so much Topo Chico with him. He's, he's holding a case of lime Topo Chico, which is fucking delicious and I'm jealous. Uh, and he's holding a guitar. He looks like Desperado, but like the like Cool Runnings version. I don't even know. He looks he very does, cool. He, he looks like he's on Island Time. He's For got sure. like short shorts. It's it's yeah. a whole look. He's look. He looks like he's on well, his way to the beach. At this very moment, I just remembered that Orlando is fucking uh, humid as hell. It's like, what are they doing sending these people there? Like, what? <laughs> It's, it's, I I can't, I've spent a summer in Florida before and it's like, you can't even breathe. I mean, I, uh, Texas is the same, right? I gotta, it's like so humid. Well, in Houston it is, it's not as bad in Texas, but in Houston you go outside in the summer and it's, yeah, the, the air is heavy and you're just immediately wet from sweat and humidity. It's a nightmare. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm sure it's beautiful and everything, but also it's going to be take some adjustment for some of these guys to play in that humidity. I know they're inside yeah. mostly, but still. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, the Raptors uh, put Black Lives Matter on their bus and it's cute. Um, Matisse Tybal recently i think just this morning dropped a little video about his arrival in the bubble and there's a portion of his video where he's telling um tobias harris he tobias harris says did you see the raptors bus why didn't we do something like that we gotta represent (laughs) like what we gotta brainstorm come on man and matisse is like okay i'll I'll think of some things and get back to you (laughs) it's on matisse to figure it out The rookie. <laughs> yeah, the rookie's got to do everything. <laughs> I think that's but cool, his, though. Yeah, I think it, it did kind of step up the game a little bit. And everyone was like, shit, they put it on their bus. We got to do something like this. <laughs> For sure. Um, all right, let's look at this photo from Rondo complaining about his room. He it, says, okay, Motel t- 6. <laughs> It's a, it's a screenshot of his Instagram story of a room that, to me, looks perfectly fine. I think to any normal person, looks perfectly fine. But these people are used to... They're used to luxury, you know? They make well, a lot Rondo of money. Is. <laughs> yeah, not Yeah, not all of them. But, you know, Rondo, LeBron... There was a lot of backlash, right? There was, so he got a lot of backlash for this. But yeah, you're right. They're rich. Like, no rich person is staying in this room. Like, imagine <laughs> if Adam Silver was staying in this room or whoever, like... You know, like, if I'm those dudes, like, wait a minute. Especially, like, for me, I feel bad. And, like, not to knock it, believe me, this is a room that I would gladly get off of orbits or whatever my hustles are. But, <laughs> like, when you got, like, seven-foot dudes, like, you've got, like, seven-footers trying to, like, you know, these janky, like, and they pretend like they're California kings, but really they just put the two queens together and put, like, the little thing in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Like, the center of the bed is, like, super janky, and you, your back falls into it. I've lived this life before, so I know exactly what they're dealing with. <laughs> like, 
those hotel beds aren't tight. It'd be one thing if they brought in, like, you know, I'm sure these guys at their houses have, like, baller, legit-ass beds. If they did that and, like, furnished these rooms and really were like, yo, we're making these as close to, like, you know, elite as possible. But he's literally staying in, like, a, a standard room in, in, in yeah. a Disney resort. It's like, come on, man, for three months? Shit. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, for 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 us, maybe not for you because you're a lot taller than us, but for, like, me and anastasia and gabe like it's perfectly fine but like for these big big guys like they take up a lot of room in the in the room just standing there laying down or trying to work out or whatever so i mean yeah it's it's a different world and they're used to something else but i mean but he calls it motel six and i think rondo yeah. when was the last yeah. time you've seen a motel six because yeah, that he, is not it <laughs> motel six is like that's some you some shit's gonna go down. Some like shit, if you, right. you, don't have, you need a shank or shiv or something because there's there a good might chance be some body fluid in your room. <laughs> yeah, I've been in a Motel Six. It's it doesn't look like that <laughs> for that's sure. At least a Motel Seven. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, awesome. Okay, what do we have next? Oh, uh, Jr. <laughs> Jr. Smith arrives. Let's see what he has to say. What's up with y'all though, man? This shit's ass. I ain't gonna hold you, but it's hoop, so. <laughs> this is ass, got my he says. Ring, got my little band and shit with my name on it, you know what I'm saying? So they keep tabs on me. Tracking device. <laughs> so they they all have these little um, passes that they put on their wrists, and that's how you get in and out of your room. That's what, how you get into your um, practice space and everything. And he he says it's a tracking device. Points he's to totally his right. Head. He's probably he's not wrong. It probably yeah. does track you. They also have the the rings, which he he didn't show it there, but I saw the other guys. The Rona rings. Yeah, where they're they're like tracking your body temperature and your I don't know blood pressure or something I don't know, but that I'm so curious what's wild. going on there. Like like all these guys, you know, the guys that smoke, the guys that do whatever, like they're creatures of habit, right? They they they're in their routines. Like, is the NBA just like turning a blind eye to the fucking influx of marijuana smoke that's just whooshing through the whole <laughs> every hotel? Like every you're gonna hallway. smell it. <laughs> Yeah, like, there's only, those wet towels are, are you know you, you know like <laughs> I smoke marijuana. I smoke marijuana in hotels before, right? So I'm, I'm literally a master and can you know literally. But those things are not those work. You know when they're isolated, right? If there's just <laughs> one or two rooms doing it on the floor, if every room is doing it, it's defeating the purpose. So they're doing it but, like high school kids, where you put a um, dryer sheet inside of a toilet paper tube and blow out the. <laughs> Turn the I, I shower did that on. in college. Yeah. <laughs> You thought you were so smart, but really, it just smelled like you know, like like weed, weed through the. Uh, the it's joint, like weed right? yeah. plus dryer sheet. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't. It yeah, cut. Yeah, they're probably but you doing thought, that like, stuff. I'm, I'm tricking the system. Like no, like I look back now, I was like, damn, we were idiots. Like every, like who didn't know we were high? Like everybody knew. Like what are you talking about? Everybody knew. That's true. Yeah. Um, it's so all funny. right. Let's see what let's see what Pat Bev has been up to. <laughs> Bubba, what you making, man? Yeah, man, I got a little, yeah, a little set up here. <laughs> He's got yeah, a laptop got on a rug. over here, got a nice little view here. Yeah, man, electronic system here. Okay. Okay. So many white t-shirts. There's like 20. <laughs> Bubba, what you making, man? Yeah. Hey, I, I like, like his, I like his attitude. Making. I like his attitude. The bubble is what you make it. 
It's true. Oh my god! Honestly, you should probably use that if you just clipped off the bubble, which you make it. I think that could be the bubble <laughs> intro. That's and so I, good. I feel bad telling you this, but I care about quality, so I'll gladly boot myself off of it to get Pat Bev on there because I think it's We could do a combo. Better. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I think it's when I'll start answering phone calls. I go to bubbles, which you make it, dog. What's going on? I do mean, you that's think a good. He- that's a good Sorry. mindset for all of us stuck in quarantine. The True. bubble is what you make it. We're like, in our we're own bubbles. Bubble. <laughs> Do you think you got a bulk discount on those white t-shirts? I would hope so. For sure. For sure. He got them wholesale. Whoever's in the marketing side of Polo needs to send him a whole case. Because that's honestly, that's, you know, and that's, you know, if somebody's good, they'll, they'll do that. Which, you know, I feel like the marketing team's probably already got a case on the way. I saw like Udonis Haslam. I don't know if he's on your board, but he, uh, he, which McCall, he had like 50 deliveries from Amazon in his room. So, oh, wow. I didn't see that. <laughs> I think this just dropped like within the last hour or two, but uh, okay. in his room with like 50, 50 Amazon <laughs> deliveries, all just packaged stuff. It's like, these dudes are hilarious. Like, this just, is no bubble. Josiah, I died laughing at your tweet where you have bubble from the wire pushing oh his car. Yeah. <laughs> And it said Pat Bev selling white teas in the bubble. Uh, it was so perfect. That was so funny. We'll put a I, link I, I to that. I see the world like differently than people. So honestly, like as I'm looking at that, like my mind is just churning. I'm always trying to find the joke or what's the funny reference. Like so, like you know, I told my buddy Matt Cherry hit me yesterday. I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I was on Shawshank at like six in the morning yesterday, just going through like, all right. <laughs> I've got this clip that works for this. This scene will work for that. You know, I'm just going through, like, I literally spent hours just going through, like, my favorite movie clips as a kid, seeing, like, how can I make this work in that setting? But when that came up, I'm like, oh, I need a Bubbles clip. And I was like, all right, let me use a Bubbles photo instead. I think it'll it'll be more meaningful. Oh, my People God, it was it. so good. And the fact that his name is Bubbles in yeah. the bubble, like, it was just like, it's, oh, well. It, it's perfect. God. It's rare that those things happen, but... <laughs> It's beautiful when it all comes together like that. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Okay, let's take a look at the game lounge. Terrence Ross gave us a sneak peek. One more sneak peek. Whoa. It's like a tent. The vacuum makes me crack up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's not ready yet. Like he's... Why does it sound like he's underwater? It's not ready yet. <laughs> They're still doing construction outside. They have an arcade and pool table. This is like imagine like LeBron and like Kawhi and all these dudes in the in the players' lounge. <laughs> his face, his face. Oh, my God. oh, that was good. I mean, it looks like fun. Do I think it's going to entertain them for three months? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I think they're going to be ready to kill each other in like a week and a half. And that's going to be like, if everything is funny, this is almost like a scary horror movie. I hope they have a documentary crew filming it because it feels like some Blair Witch shit or something. Yes. People are just going to start missing, like turning up missing. Like, Oh my God. We've been talking about this. I want I want them to turn it into a reality show. Yes. It's, there's got to be gold happening in there, but I feel like the NBA would not take that liability on because who knows what's going on fully. These guys are all so competitive. Like, can you imagine like Pat Bev in there playing, you know, table tennis with someone <laughs> like he's going to break one of those paddles and like, you know, go wild on someone. Yeah, you're right. 
<laughs> it's it's going to go down. It's going to be a bloodbath. Uh, we're gonna, honestly, we're going to hear something soon, and it's going to make us all laugh. And I, I can't don't know, wait. I don't know what it is. Like I think I feel like it's going to involve human feces, but I don't oh, know what, in what capacity. <laughs> but we're going to hear stories, and it's going to be like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, the, the bubble just went crazy. The pranks are going to go wild. I just can't even imagine. Oh, uh, my God. Once boredom sets in. Oh, we okay. We've got actually we've got a video I want to play. Um, the the Mavs guys, um, making a DJ video. Gabe, can we look at that one? Maxi clever. That's oh, beautiful. This would have been great if they had one person down at the bottom going yeah. <laughs> dancing. I don't think they're allowed to. They're still quarantining, right? They're but all they on got, their like, balconies. Somebody from the NBA, like. Yeah. Just somebody, somebody, just go stand right here for a second. <laughs> Look, they're just all. You can see like a row. Was that Luke at the, the end? Luke I think and it Jay was. That's hilarious. <laughs> just a row of people on their balconies, like pretending like they're at a Vegas pool club or something. DJ Maxi Clever <laughs> on the ones and twos. <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, it, I mean, it looks like they're having fun, but I can imagine someone being a fourth night of in a row of a DJ set (laughs) flipping out on them. (laughs) Oh man, there's going to be so much going on. Um, Sticking with Luca, let's see um, Luca and Boban trying to make Mickey ears. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. Boban's trying to do it. No! (laughs) Fix your face. (laughs) Fix your face is so good. These graphics are awesome, though. (laughs) His fake smile kills me. Oh, that was so good. Oh, man. All of these videos are available in the show notes if you want to watch along with us. I mean, for anyone else, I remember the Disney Channel shows that did that. I don't know if they still do that today, but it's it's very nostalgic watching them do that. I love it. So um, maybe let's get into the food because I think uh, Troy Daniels set off a whole um, kerfuffle with his picture of his dinner on night one but then you know sorry sorry to backtrack but um we did skip over this toby and bobby reunion one. Oh, and let's the, see that oh, the only reason i wanted to play it is because i there they filmed two different videos one with toby up in the balcony and one with boban down on the ground and uh I didn't want to play both of them, so I edited them together. Oh my god! Garrett. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> to make above a, and beyond, yeah, a special Gabe. Rapunzel cut. Amazing. So if we can Please watch that, play it, of course. Put your phone down. I don't like you no more, Toby. <laughs> Are you one more day in quarantine? One more day, brother. One more day. Nah, and I you beat, got I, you got I, a new friend. I beat you in this. I beat you in this. One more day, brother. <laughs> you got new friends. <laughs> you got new friends. Oh man, Gabe, you're you're coming for Josiah's job editing these videos together. <laughs> that was honestly legendary with the, the cuts. So that's good. We should put it up on Twitter or something. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, Drop that like it's hot. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. As you were. Well, let's iconic friendship. Thank you for bringing that up. I love it. We love Toby and Bobby uh, forever in our hearts. (laughs) Can't wait till they can finally, you know, hug each other, kiss each other in the mouth, whatever, whatever's in phase two of this reunion. Oh my God. Going swimming together, lifting each other up in the pool. (laughs) I just cannot wait to see it. Amazing. Um, (laughs) All right, let's look at dinner from Troy Daniels. Okay, he posted this photo of his food, which, to be fair, is missing a lot of the food. Yeah, it's not all (laughs) present. It's like some watermelons, some greens. Is this... uh, Was he just, like, trolling? I I can't figure this out. I think he might have just been trolling. Well, I think he just was like, here's a photo of some food. I don't think he thought it was going to be representative of, like, all food in the bubble. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you know the NBA is like super like obviously uptight about this whole situation. Yeah. They don't want to get clowned. But it's yeah. like, look, you might get roasted, but we love you, NBA. We know you're trying your hardest. We get it. We understand. It's from from us, I think it's the presentation, but I also get that this is the world now. This is how food needs to come. Like it's not, you know, it's coming packaged up like that. But I think at the end of the day, I think we were all we would all throw down on that meal and have no problem with it. So <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. I mean it's missing the main courses of the food. So like that, all the stuff you were showing was just the side dishes. I don't know. It looks fine. It doesn't look great. Of course. Like a lot of these guys I think are used to eating very fancy food from very fancy restaurants, but you know, it's not, it's no fire fest. <laughs> I saw people making <laughs> yeah, that. Sure. I saw people making that joke. It's no fire fest. <laughs> Let's see Quinn cook what he has to say. Okay. First night in Orlando. Grapes. grapes. I ain't gonna lie. Watermelon. And the wings look pretty good. This yeah, the wings look great. Season on them jumps. <laughs> by the crust. Jumbo. <laughs> the wings look great. Honestly, I would eat those. Yeah. All right. What's this? What? Once quarantine ends, the food apparently got a lot better. Yeah, I guess they get once oh, they're wow. out of the quarantine, they get like chef-made dishes. Uh, so. That's just what they have to eat in their room. Yeah, this looks like they're in some kind of restaurant now, and it's like shrimp, steak, surf and turf, some some other kind of seafood in the other one. I couldn't fully. Can you go to the next one? Ooh, with the butter too. Ooh, Ooh. calamari's. Ooh, with some banana. Banana peppers. Ooh, yeah, that looks good. Looks very good. Okay, so they're they're much happier, but I mean, it makes sense. The the fourteen days they're kind of. They're stuck in their rooms. They have to be eating this like packaged extra safe food or whatever per bubble rules. And then once once it loosens up a bit and they can go eat in the restaurant with everyone else. Yeah, there's a chef. So I think they'll all survive 14 days of (laughs) (laughs) of, you know, the less than ideal food conditions. Right. We've all had to friggin start. I mean, speaking for myself, I've had to start cooking so much, which I hate, <laughs> absolutely hate. But nah, it's life. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm cooking up a storm. I've got a casserole going every week. <laughs> <laughs> the, the dishes never end. It's a nightmare. <laughs> I'm I'm a person that likes to go out to eat. I like to go hang out with my friends at a restaurant. You know, I'm I'm eating out all the time. So this is sucked, but. You deal. You, you got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you do what you got to do. All right. What else we got? 
Apparently, they all got a ton of snacks in their room, too. So oh, yeah. All they're the, just like, being... chip, chips and candy and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. that's nice, too. And um, it's fun to see what people get excited about, too, because I think each player, as they're posting, they're like, oh, shit, they've got Kit Kats or whatever. And they're like, why are <laughs> yeah. you so excited about this? I know. <laughs> um, the little things in life. Exactly. For sure. All right. Let's talk about the WNBA bubble, because it looks like much worse. It looks much worse there. Um, so, uh, someone posted this video of the laundry I mean, room. I don't and know who took. I don't know who took the video, but someone sent the video of the laundry room in the WNBA bubble, and it looks pretty gross. I mean, it's like kind of just a regular ass laundry room, but there's like mouse traps and stuff. It's there's it's, mouse traps. The I don't know. It looks like it's. There's oh, yeah, there's worms on the floor of someone's uh, bedroom, right next to the bed. The food. Looks, <laughs> I can't tell it's what terrible. this is. It's but like see, I, but this is what I can't tell though. If that has gravy on it and it's just been mixed together, right. It just it's very deceiving. But I think the vegetables can have been cooked about one or two minutes more. The steak looks like it came from the movie Waiting. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> is it is it mashed potatoes? I mean, it looks. I can't uh, tell. It, it it's a it's a really bad photo of something that looks like unappetizing. Um, I mean, it sucks. It is not a surprise considering that WNBA is treated like less than the NBA at every second of every day. Um, but. I there have been bad. some I feel reports. Bad for the players. Some reports that they once that laundry room video and the bug video were released, they upgraded them. But I haven't seen any videos from you know yeah. upgraded stuff. So we'll just have to wait and see. That's Hopefully, true. they're treating our ladies better. I hope so too. Wait, what's J.R. Smith was shut down because he was exposing too much shit. They told him that he had to uh, he had to drop it down. Yeah, so he was. I think it was on. Was it the same live that we watched a clip of earlier? Um, and he, yeah, just you can just play it, Gabe. Oh man, they mad at me, bro. I'm gone. <laughs> just cut the text. Exposing too much shit. <sighs> Gotta go. My bad. My bad. <laughs> He's clearly getting text from somebody that's like, turn it off now. Yeah. Uh, that's very funny. That is super funny. He got in trouble day one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of them are like, I'm bored. I'm going to I'm gonna show what's happening. I'm going to take videos. I'm going to go on Instagram live. I'm going to, you know, this is all new and exciting right now. Uh and they got nothing else to do. So Evan Fournier has cut a video for every single day he's been there. <laughs> it's just like yeah. him doing his workouts and eating and like talking in French, talking in French. It's yeah. very cute, but it's also like, oh, he's he's excited about this experience. I also think like Matisse Teibel, everyone was like, oh, you're making the documentary like <laughs> you are filming <laughs> everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, even Kelly Uber showed up holding a, a camera. So I want to see what he makes out of that. 
Yeah. I bet it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. Like uh, Matisse Teibel has like a serious DSLR camera with like a mic on top. It's fun. Uh, but yeah, keep doing it, guys. We we yeah. love that. We want that footage. Anything notable that we're forgetting, Josiah? I think you guys got it all covered. It's hard with the bubble because like every five minutes, something new happens. Yeah. To be honest, we have what, yeah. two, 300 guys in the spot. They all have social media. They're all doing lives and posting videos. And, and you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to me to see who's like the MVP of the bubble. Uh, you know, Thibault looks like he's, he's got a good lead right now, but obviously Bobby and Toby could come come back strong. <laughs> you know, LeBron's been super quiet, so you know he's going to get something. I'm, I'm probably expecting by next Tuesday he'll have some real Taco Tuesday. Right. You know, we're going to we're gonna see just like a crew of Taco Tuesday like we've never seen, like him, Ben Simmons, <laughs> basically all the clutch guys, and it's going to make a lot of people nervous. It's like, what does it really mean? Uh, tampering. But, uh, yeah, so going to be a lot of tampering going on. <laughs> For sure. All right. Josiah has to go uh, do daddy duty. But uh, thank you so much for joining us again and chatting about the bubble. We love having you on this show. I appreciate it. You know, I, I got the sweatshirt that I'll, I'll pull out, obviously, when it gets a little bit colder. But thank you guys for having me. Oh, we I'm course. always down to come on. You, you know. Thank you. Is there anything you want to plug? Um, no, I just want to tell everybody, you know, be better in these times. Like, obviously, you know, help your common man or woman. Just, you know. Make sure you're sanitizing your hands enough, showering, you know, don't sneeze on people, just the basic things. And maybe maybe we can get out of we're not even in the end of the first wave yet, but maybe, you know, hopefully we can flatten this curve and get life back to some semblance of normality. So appreciate you. For sure. For real. Agreed. Thank you so awesome. much, Josiah. All Thank right. you. you have a great, great time. Enjoy the rest of the pod. Thank I'll you. see you also. Appreciate you. Thank All right, you. Bye. Talk to you soon. It's now time for another shout out to a cutie of the week who donated to our fundraiser. Thank you so much to Carlo Tangetti. You really stepped in there when we were in a clutch and (laughs) gave it your all. So thank you so much, Carlo. We really appreciate you. Love you. Bye. All right. um, Let's get into our mail basket. Today we have an email from the other Chris N. from Orlando. Hello again, Dunktown crew. I hope you are all doing well and staying safe. Since I literally live just a couple miles down the road from where the NBA bubble will be taking place, it seems like everyone in the city is constantly talking about it and sports radio is covering it here pretty much 24-7. However, I am on the Dunktown side of things and vehemently feel that the bubble should not happen as it puts players and their families directly in harm's way. I feel torn, though as I, just like many others, really miss the NBA. My question is this, even though I am against the bubble happening at all, is it wrong for me to watch the games once it gets underway? I'm extremely torn by this. I love basketball, but I don't know how to justify watching such a problematic and unsafe restart. Thanks for considering my question. Thanks again for continuing great content in these difficult times. Chris. This is a great question. question. Yeah, it's a great question and something I've also thought about because, you know, we have talked many times about how we are not for this bubble, but essentially like we have to, at least my opinion is, you know, if, if we're not going to watch the games, then this show can't go on really, because that's what we do. We support what's happening in these leagues and these players. And that's what's happening right now in these leagues and these players. So we want, you know, we, we, have made our opinions very clear about how unsafe it is and 
I don't know that not watching it is going to change anything. Change anything. Um, and I do want to support the players who are, you know, wanting to, they're wanting to get out there and play and wanting to make money for their families and all that stuff. I think, you know, I respect their decisions and their right to do that. And I don't get to control anything. So I think really all we can do is just, um, you know, continue being honest about how we feel about it. And, you know, that might change. Who knows if, if things take a really bad turn and it and it turns into something that feels really bad to keep watching. I don't know. I, I really hope that doesn't happen. I mean, obviously, I, I don't want any harm to come to anybody. Um, but I'm just anxious and scared and I want everyone to be safe. Yeah, I think this is going to be a sort of week by week thing. You're going to see how things go. And if we find out that they're, you know, hiding players who are sick or anything like that, like obviously we we might change our minds. But as far as right now, I'm feeling like I'm going to watch the games. I'm going to... um you know, I don't want them to be doing this for nothing also, you know? Yeah. I want to support them while they're there as much as possible and make sure that they're not, yeah, they're not risking uh, their health for nothing. So hopefully all things go well. Honestly, I really like, I really do hope all things go well. I don't want anything bad to happen. So best case scenario is everything is great. No one gets sick and we all get to watch basketball and how fun is that? <laughs> yeah. And so, we can look back and say we overreacted and it was fine. I would love yeah. to be able to say that. I would love um, that. That would be great. Yeah. And for all the people who are always saying how sports have the ability to bring us all together, I think now is a good opportunity for them to actually show that that can possibly be true. And I mean, I think that comes with like listening to the players when they're speaking their minds and you know, not like complaining about politics and sports, uh, you know, like yeah. being like these horrible senators who, who think that politics and sports shouldn't go together at all. I think that's just shut garbage. up and dribble crowd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I agree. Like, uh, hopefully, you know, the NBA kind of allows this to be the platform that it can be promoting people's health and like you wearing masks and that sort of thing while also supporting the lives of black people. So for sure, it's kind of nice to feel connected to people too. Like how exciting Mm -hmm. was it when we were all watching the, the last dance. And so now if we all watch a great game together, you know, that can, that can be also something that keeps us happy and healthy (laughs) while we stay home. (laughs) Yeah, I do understand the conflicting feeling that you're having, Chris, and I, I feel the same way. But this is the, you know, this is the decision we've made. I, I wouldn't judge anybody who felt differently. I mean, I think at this point, all we can do is in addition to watching the games and getting excited about the league again is also putting in that extra step of making sure that we're listening to what they're saying outside of these games and that we're supporting the movement, the black lives matter movement that we're, 
you know, doing all these other things instead of just being like, okay, sports are back. And finally, I can just only think about my precious Cavaliers again. Because <laughs> that's, that's not what needs to happen at this point. It's not a distraction. It shouldn't be a distraction. It should be, um, you know, something that we're adding in addition to all these other ideas that we need to keep in our brain. And, and, and we need to you know, not kind of go back into like, oh, I don't want to think about this anymore. Well, I mean, as you can see from everything we discussed in previously on, this is part of the discussion. Sports is an industry, right? And so you, it's a huge part of the discussion of public health, of wealth in our country, of abuse of power, et cetera, et cetera. So, and also of racism. So, um, this is just a part of the discussion and we shouldn't remove those other discussions just because sports are on. It's all connected, man. (laughs) Yeah. But great question. Uh, And like we said, we could change our minds tomorrow. (laughs) Depends on what happens. Yeah. Um, If you want to send us a question or anything at all, you can email us at hiadunk.town or leave a message on our cutie hotline, 903-420-DUNK. Tell us about what's going on in your city, with your team, with your players. Send us a Um, photo of your bubble food. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We want to see some bubble food. Um, Thanks. Thank you again to Josiah Johnson, who is a great guest. We love him on this show. Yeah. Such Um, a delightful person. Is there anything you want to plug? Oh, yes. I actually have too much I want to plug, but I'll just stick with this one thing. Um, So there's this documentary series on Netflix called Lenox Hill. It's about a hospital in New York City. Um, And first of all, I just want to plug it because it's an amazing documentary. Um, It was shot, you know, before coronavirus. And and then the last episode is all about dealing with the pandemic at this particular hospital. And it's just a beautiful documentary. It's I, you know, I have to warn you, I cried pretty much every episode. <laughs> I, every time a baby is born, I would cry and then like something sad would happen and I would cry. So I was crying all the time. But that being said, it was also just like a delightful, like amazing, really educational documentary. And if you know anyone who refuses to wear a mask or is just being, uh, stupid about the pandemic make them watch that last episode uh because geez it really shows how hard our healthcare workers are working and you know you fall in love with these doctors and and the um other healthcare workers in the show throughout the whole series and then at the end you see how hard they're struggling and it's it's tough so make make them watch that last episode if if anyone in your life is being, you know, a butt. Is there anything you want to plug, Agata? Yeah. Um, first of all, I want to say that in the last episode, I recommended Terrace House as a reality show. And um, we had someone reach out and mention that there's like a horrible incident that happened in the season where one of the cast members committed suicide after just feeling, um, I mean, there's a lot of information you can read articles about it, but I think being on the show being bullied and feeling like 
a lot of a lot of the blame has kind of fallen back on the show and essentially I was not I haven't watched that season so I feel bad that I recommended that when now it's like the show has been canceled maybe permanently because of that so um just keep that in mind yeah keep that in mind um that some something awful has happened um and if you you know part of the reason why I like that show was because there wasn't it it was a whole lot of nothing and it just felt calming but that is not (laughs) part of that clearly right um and there's obviously some other factors at play here so um yeah for anyone who considered watching it now you know that um and you can make your own decision um and then i do want to recommend a movie i watched on hulu called palm springs um with andy samberg i thought it was extremely funny and very well done and I recommend everyone watch it. And I, I lose my Hulu access tomorrow. So it was one of the last things I'll ever see. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Why R. are you P. losing your Hulu access? Oh, because my friend who I've been <laughs> mooching off of is has shut down their Hulu account. Well, you can have my account. Really? Yeah. You and my oh, mom my God. use it. <laughs> Amazing. Hell I yeah. I don't think I have anyone else on it. No, it's just my mom. So. You can hell you can yeah! <laughs> oh, this is great. I can give. I can get all my housewives back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, Gabe, do Gabe, you have do you anything? Have Jinx. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> you want me to? Yeah, I, this is specifically for. Uh, first of all, get rid of Kelly Loeffler. She's terrible. But if you happen to live in the state of Georgia. Uh, please vote her out of office this yeah. November. She uh, is not elected. She was appointed into her position. As Josiah mentioned earlier, she did profit off of her knowledge of, uh, you know, how bad COVID is um, by selling off that a lot of stocks. So I think up. her husband happens to be like the CEO of the New York Stock Exchange also, which oh makes it even more fucked up. Um she has the nerve to tell players that they shouldn't be political. It's just it infuriates me. Yeah. And um, a lot of elected officials are just banking on people's inaction and people not caring, but um, people like that should not be in any position of power. So vote them out. Yeah. Let's vote stay um, active and let's, you know, try to, I know, I know it can be, it can be exhausting and Mm -hmm. you know take breaks obviously make sure you take care of yourselves but you know give yourself a time period and then get right back into the activism or yeah you know maybe give yourself a time of like for one hour every day you're gonna do phone calls and emailing or whatever you know like just uh take care of yourselves but also let's not become complacent yeah, and I and I also want to mention, you know, if it feels like you don't really know where to start or what to do, um, starting with your own local city politics is a good place to to do that because that's a place that you can actually really be part of something and feel like you're making a difference. And um, you know, Anastasia and I have both been have both been helping with. Um, Nithya Raman's campaign. You were you were doing a lot of door to door canvassing, canvassing, yeah, for the primary. Um, 
Not anymore. Which is, which is, I mean, they're not doing that anymore. But because, um, so this is only for people in LA. Sorry for anyone who's not from LA. But essentially, the city council in LA is extremely powerful. Um, and they've been uh, extremely negligent, in my opinion, with how they run the city. So having having someone, a candidate like Nithya, come in and have real um, ideas and just like, she has a lot of she I, I'm just like very excited about her because she knows what she's talking about and she's very smart and um she has so much experience in this um city planning a but also she has so many actual solutions to problems that our current city council is turning a blind eye to or pretending yes. to fix homelessness. and then actually doing nothing yeah homelessness housing crisis all these major major things that are affecting the city they just act like it's not a big deal so for me i'm excited to be you know helping her she she's got a real shot to um overtake the incumbent david rue um and i and i feel really good about that and if if, you know if you guys are looking for something to do that's a real that's a place to start is find someone that in local politics that is supporting the same things that you support um you know nithya has come out as like pro black lives matter and pro defunding the police and all this stuff. It's like, it's very empowering to help someone like that get into a position of power. And it's a way that you can see real change happen in your backyard, like in your community. So, and you know, it's as easy as like text banking, sending text messages to phoneless or phone banking where you call phoneless. It's not something that takes a whole lot of effort and, you could make a huge difference. So I highly recommend getting involved in your local politics. Good, good call, Agata. Yeah. I just, I know it's overwhelming. There's a lot happening and you feel like, what can I, what can I do? Well, there's one thing if you want. Um, All right. Thanks to everyone for checking out another perfect episode of Dunktown (laughs) Podcast. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You know, we work hard every week. Um, Thank you. Another shout out to Josiah, who is just the best. Um, the best. Think, thanks to you guys for listening and coming on this journey. We love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dunktown Podcast. I am on Twitter at Echo underscore Mint and on Instagram, Agata Monica. Anastasia is on both as Anastasia Vigo. Check out our website. It's dunk.town. If you like the show, write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It really helps us, and we really appreciate it. We have t-shirts, stickers, and hoodies available for sale at dunk.town store. Thank you to Andrea Tomingas for all of your design work. Thank you to Andrew Clotworthy for our original theme song. 